NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Just in time for the holidays, MyBookie is giving away free bets, free spins, and odds boosts. Every day from now until Christmas, you get to unwrap a new gambling gift. And of course, a free deposit bonus up to $1,000 with the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Finally, don't forget to sign up for the SGPN Bowl Challenge. Free to enter and you can win thousands of dollars simply by picking bowl games against the spread. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bowl. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bowl. And welcome to NBA Odds Pod. I'm your host, Ryan McKee. We're getting into a very exciting time of year. And no, I'm not talking about the holidays. We're talking about that point where everyone starts caring more about the NBA. Uh, The Christmas Day games are coming, and that signals the point where the NFL starts to slowly wind down. And the NBA becomes the sport to bet on with a brief hiatus in March when it's all about college basketball to bet on. But... Then we pick right back up, and the NBA continues being number one to June. It's a very exciting time. Um, Today, I've got a very fun show for you. We start with something a little different, uh, something that has nothing to do with gambling or with fantasy basketball. Um, I'm a huge fan of NBA Twitter. I'm addicted, and and by far my, my favorite new Twitter account is I Think You Should League Pass. Um, you can follow it at NBA Leave on Twitter. Uh, it's a mashup account of the brilliantly uh, bizarre sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, which is on Netflix. The show is from Tim Robinson, who's on uh, the Comedy Central show Detroiters. Uh, he's also formerly of Saturday Night Live, where he brought us uh, my favorite sketch. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Yeah, that's where that drop comes from. Uh, the Twitter account, I think you should league pass, uses memes from that show to react to whatever craziness is happening in the NBA. And it's weird, but it works so well. It's a, a very niche concept, and somehow it works perfectly. And I, I don't know how, but it's. It's quickly gained 20,000 followers. I think it's even surprised its creator. I know it surprised its creator, Ryan Perry. And uh, and Ryan Perry has uh, been gracious enough to talk with me today about the account and tell me his thoughts about NBA Twitter in general. I think it's a really interesting conversation. The interview is only the first 10 minutes of the podcast. So if you're like 
no, I, I don't have time for NBA Twitter. I, I want to get straight to the gambling goods. Then you can skip forward to my conversation with Zach Broner, where we talk about uh, handicapping NBA game totals. And uh, we talk about our favorite games to target this week. So again, if you if you just want gambling stuff, skip ahead 10 minutes. But if you want a really fun interview about the madness of NBA social media, please keep listening. So right now, the interview jumps right in with Ryan Perry describing in his own words what his Twitter account, I Think You Should League Pass, is all about. Uh, yeah, it's just a mashup account of the Netflix comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, and the NBA. So just kind of taking you know, the ongoing drama of the NBA and funny things that happen in, in the NBA and applying the the show to those moments now it seems like an incredibly niche audience but it's actually taken off pretty well uh what how do you explain that uh yeah i'm not even sure that i can uh (laughs) when i started it it, i really wasn't sure if it would last more than you know a week or two but i decided to give it my best shot and here we are closing in on something like twenty thousand followers which is is pretty crazy i think it's just kind of a testament to the NBA having a rabid following and um, the show itself having a, a, a pretty hardcore fan base and, you know, finding a, something in the middle of that Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got the idea for it? Uh, sure. Um, I would say that the show kind of poisoned my brain from like the very first second <laughs> that I turned it on. That very, the very first sketch is extremely excruciating. It's kind of a, uh, job interview gone wrong and it, it, it just really like hit the target for me that's the kind of stuff that I like is just cringe humor um, so between my wife and I quoting it all the time and then I have like a, a group chat with my friends where we're constantly doing gifts and then of course on Twitter um, it kind of consumed my conversation in a way that you know I think back in the day you used to get like one or two Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler movies and you would beat those quotes into the ground and that doesn't really happen as much anymore um, because there's so many entertainment options where like uh, actual movies become memes or TV shows become memes. So anyway, I I shot off a couple of of kind of NBA references with um, I think you should leave quotes on my personal account and they did pretty well and I kept coming up with ideas and it just felt way too niche to kind of bombard my regular Twitter followers with. Yeah. (laughs) So I decided to kind of create an offshoot account to, to just like pour things into. Yeah. And now were you like, would you call yourself like really involved in NBA Twitter before that? Like, um, mostly as a consumer, um, I'm a huge NBA fan, but I, I'm, I'm not really someone who's like shooting off jokes night to night. Yeah. Um, but now I feel very much involved in it for better or worse. <laughs> Have uh, random people contacted you? Like, is anything, uh, like what's some of the most random interactions you've had on Twitter since doing this? Um, you know, the ringer did like kind of a short profile about the account. So, um, you know, there's been like NBA reporters that have reached out and wanted to, to talk about it, which is pretty hilarious to me. Um, a few of the actors that are on the show follow it. Um, and a few comedians. So that's kind of interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. So are you a guy who watches NBA all the time? And I mean, do you keep Twitter open like while you're watching or has that changed since you started the account? Yeah, it's pretty much been the same. I have two young kids, so we put them to bed at like 8.30 or 9, which is kind of like the prime 
moment to tune into NBA because like the early games are kind of in in full bloom and, and things are starting to happen. So you yeah. can uh, pull up your NBA Twitter and there's already like two or three things that people are going crazy over. And then we'll usually watch like the end of those games and then flip over to Netflix for an hour and then come back and watch the end of the evening games. So yeah, we're we're pretty involved in in watching the NBA. Nice. Besides, of course, your account, what's some of your favorite stuff that's happened this season on uh, NBA Twitter so far? Ooh, man. Um, anytime anything happens with the Knicks is uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> Are you a Knicks um, fan? I'm not a Knicks fan. I actually grew up a Sonics fan. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't really have my own version of NBA Twitter where like my team is, is uh, talking all the time. Um which is kind of nice. It's kind of freeing in that I can kind of dive in and out of the different, like, you know, Sixers Twitter or Knicks Twitter or whatever, yeah. and kind of get to know those cast of characters because I'm not bogged down by, you know, the one Twitter that I'm always in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I live in New Jersey um, and being in the tri-state area, it's always Knicks, Sixers. Uh, the Nets are kind of percolating up. Um, so I'm pretty involved in those conversations. So. Is there any like one any memes or anything that really have struck uh, stuck out to you? Uh, um, man, this season, I'm trying to think if there's anything really major that that jumped out. If you can't think of it, we could, we could go to like just of all time. Yeah, um, probably my favorite NBA Twitter moment of all time is. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's free agency about four or five years ago. They just <laughs> oh, seemed yeah. to have everything. <laughs> it had players barricading doors, um, tweeting modes of transportation via emoji. Paul Pierce jumped in and tried to do an emoji, but he did a JPEG of the <laughs> rocket ship taking yeah, off, exactly. which was amazing. That became a meme. Uh, a couple of years ago, CJ McCollum, when he was uh, talking about the Warriors and, and ring chasing. Oh, yeah. And he, and he had a, a Warriors fan say, win a playoff game and then talk. And then he came back with, I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> and that, that, that instantly became a meme. And I, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> last year they actually met in person. Oh, um, I didn't hear that. I remember yeah, that because, meme. Because McCollum had, he hit a few big shots in the playoffs and then they ended up playing the Warriors and they met in person and kind of buried the hatchet, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, you've had like a long career doing internet stuff. Uh, is this your first like Twitter account that's really taken off that you've started? Yeah, I've managed a lot of like social media accounts for bigger brands. Um, and and the idea behind those was always to take content and, and push it to a broader audience. So like I was at Uproxx for four or five years, which is a, a media company where we're trying to, you know, make the best TV shows uh, more well-known or the, the best movies more well-known. And now I'm at Popular Science where, like, we're trying to, to make, you know, important science topics more digestible for, um, you know, the layman. Um, so this is kind of the opposite. This is more like <laughs> diving into a, a total niche and just whoever is interested in it, that's that's great. But I'm not trying to like appeal to a broader audience. And it's been a lot of fun for me. So for newbies who want to wade into NBA Twitter, do you have any advice for them? Uh, things not to do, to do? Um, I would say be very aware that there's two kind of factions of NBA Twitter. There's like the mainstream NBA Twitter, which is all the players and the big media stars and like that original fleet of uh, fans who built their following from day one. And what's more fun than that is the kind of seedy team by team underbelly that that uh, 
that develops for each team. Yeah. Um, what I'm not sure what triggered it, but uh, Sixers Twitter latched on to NBA leave the uh, the meme account really yeah. early, <laughs> and it's been pretty hilarious to get to know kind of that cast of characters. They like one day they want everyone to be traded, the next day they think Simmons and Thibel are are gods. Yeah, and I've even seen them argue about which player has the uh, biggest manhood, and they're like <laughs> posting screenshots of of bulges <laughs> and things like that. Um, so yeah, diving into those CD underbelly of, of team Twitter, uh, is definitely something I recommend as long as you're okay with running into some pretty weird stuff. Yeah, I would imagine I would, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say that the Sixers Twitter and may, what, maybe Nick's Twitter seems the most active or have you encountered others? Yeah, I would say those two, um, Lakers Twitter is, you know, borderline insane. Like they, <laughs> their team has never done anything wrong. <laughs> So if you ever make fun of them, just be prepared. Bucks Twitter, I really enjoy Bucks Twitter. Um, oh, really? They are prob- but- yeah, they are just uh, they're super positive, and maybe that has to do with like their team winning 15 games in a row. Um, yeah. But they're very appreciative of their players. Well, um, it seems very Midwestern. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe a little too polite, almost Canadian in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do like crossover to NBA Reddit or notice the differences there? Um, not really. I see NBA Reddit um, referenced a lot, and in which case I'll like dive over and, and look around. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like Twitter more in that you can kind of put faces to names in a lot of cases and, yeah. and see what, you know, make people stand behind their word a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> that that totally makes sense. Uh, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. That's about all I had questions for, unless you had any other thoughts. No, I'm good. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much to Ryan Perry. Again, check out I Think You Should League Pass at NBA Leave on Twitter. And also check out Ryan's personal account. Also a great follow. Check him out at Ryan Perry. It's Ryan Perry without the vowels. R-Y-N-P-R-R-Y. You know, kind of like the vanity... License plate without the vowels, at Ryan Perry without the A or the E. Now I'm going to do the sponsor reads, and then we'll be right back with my conversation with SportsGamblingPodcast.com's Zach Broner, where we talk about our process of handicapping NBA game totals, deciding on over-unders, and then we pick four games to target this week. Okay, here's a really fun contest for you to join and pick the winners of all the college football games, okay? It's from Play Balto. Again, it's totally free. Winners get $1,000 to the first place, $500 to second, and $100 to third. All you got to do is pick every bowl game against the spread, which is already fun. I mean, you're already doing that, right? Prizes double if you host your own college bowl pod on Play Balto. So... Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bowl. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bowl and enter the free Play Balto contest. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick. And as we're approaching the 25th, our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right. 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day 
so you can take your game to the next level. They already kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up giving gifts through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this promotion that is one you do not want to miss. Especially with the NBA in full swing and all the college football games around the corner, it is really the holiday season and the best time of year for your sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for. MyBookie is here to make your Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code SGP to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check out the site during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of those sweet deals. So go sign up at mybookie.ag with our promo code SGP and start winning today. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you with your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com dot com slash sgp have you heard that new john legend and kelly clarkson update of the song baby it's cold outside it was too offensive you know so they updated it uh i think it's weirdly hilarious uh, but my wife hates it she thinks it's stupid and totally missed the mark however maybe we can't agree on that <laughs> but there is one thing she and i can agree on this holiday season it might be cold outside, but it is warm as hell beneath the sheets. And it's not because my man bush is adding extra insulation. No. I am neat and trim downstairs, just like my lady likes, because of Manscaped.com. Support for NBA Odds Pod comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. I personally use their Lawnmower 2.0 with proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. I never nick up my Santa sack. That's right. I wrote that. Nobody told me to say it. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. Let's jingle those balls to the wall. Manscaped's Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes the perfect gift for this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. This is also a purchase you could feel great about because Manscaped has also partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to raise awareness about the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 and provides help and support to the fighters, survivors, and caregivers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Okay, I am now joined with uh, NBA expert for Sports Gambling Podcast. He picks all the games against the spread on our website. Give it up for Zach Broner. What's going on, Ryan? Do I pronounce your right name right? Is it Broner or Broner? I've never... Broner, Broner, Broner. Broner, okay. It was with the 
Pardo. Yes, um, <laughs> so uh, we got the question uh, from one of our readers that uh, they wanted us to talk about handicapping NBA totals. And uh, in complete honesty, you or I are not super experienced with this, but we both uh, did our research and uh, feel like we have some good ideas to share with our listeners. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Uh, I'll let you go first with some of the first things that you read about or noticed. Yeah, so I think first things first was to like get a kind of a conceptual feel for it. And I think starting from scratch is a, is a good place. Like I feel like when it comes down to it, the concept of you want some combination of good offense and bad defense or vice versa plus pace um, is kind of like the basic conceptual framework that I was working with. Okay. How do you, how, how do you feel about that? And then so – from there, my initial thought, of course, was like, okay, go to NBA.com and, you know, just get on in front of you both teams' offensive and defensive ratings and both teams' tempo. So that's exactly where I started with as well. I went to NBA.com, advanced stats. I looked at first, I looked at pace, and then I also looked at offensive and defensive efficiency. Yep, exactly. Right away at the top is pace is Milwaukee, but then they're also top in defensive efficiency. Were you surprised by some of the teams you saw, I suppose? Yeah, I was surprised by it. And definitely it's like there are weird teams that don't stand out in any one statistic that happen to stand out in the over-under trend rankings. Like San Antonio is not really notable um, for you know, having a great offense or playing necessarily that fast. No. And yet I think we had them as a second second most frequent team to the over. So, yeah, I think they're right now the third behind Dallas and yeah. Minnesota, yeah. but that'll yeah. probably change with Luca being out for Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So, it sounds like we started in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, what'd you go to next? And then I think from there it's really a matter of like first of all comparing that to the total that's been posted and secondly adding contextual factors. I know uh, Sean Green's video this week they do with my bookie had some good stuff like looking at referees that are playing and there's some interesting trends there that yeah. Sean pointed out and then additionally you know rest and schedule type stuff and then for me I think like if if I were to get into this into handicapping totals more I think the big thing is like there's a lot of matchup matchup type stuff at play oh absolutely Absolutely. I mean, when you start looking at matchups, are you talking about just, are you getting into defenses? Are you getting like as deep? Because I was looking at like defense versus position archetype. So say the stars, like one star player is a, a combo guard, you know, that you look at the defense for the team they're playing and do they have someone who can shut down a combo guard versus... Uh, somebody that can shut down like a versatile forward. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's generally the right idea. I mean, there's some like, I think you kind of have to cons- once you get a feel for these kind of teams across the league. I think like there's like like I think the Rockets do a really. I mean, the part of me, the Nuggets do a really good job against like lead ISO store ISO scorers like type Harden. I thought Denver played hard in the best of anyone this year, and I mean they're the number one team to the under so far this year. So stuff like that. Was that was one for instance that stood out? Right, right. Okay, so we're, we we've looked at pace, defensive efficiency with the opponent, um, 
obviously, when you're looking at the opponent, you also have to look at just schedule and uh, rest, player status. Like, is the other team coming off of a back-to-back or coming off of a huge win, potential letdown game? Are you looking at that kind of stuff, too? Yeah, definitely. And then, like, yeah, like you said, I think it's a matter of looking at what the hard stats say and then kind of providing your own your own spin to it based on having watched the games and then the hard variables like you just mentioned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so when looking at some of the teams that are uh, going over the most often, we have Dallas, Minnesota, San Antonio, Phoenix, and Washington. Um, some people might be a surprised but Washington, but Washington plays, if you've watched any Washington games, they play super fast pace. I think yep. they have this second fastest pace in the league and some of the worst defense. So that pretty much makes sense, right? And Phoenix yep. is along the same lines. Yep. And, and, and I think one thing that's definitely interesting with these teams is they've had like, especially San Antonio, like they figured it out for a little bit and then they didn't. Minnesota, you know, Wiggins has been on, on and off. And so one, one thing I definitely found interesting here was there's a certain element of streakiness to the over-unders. Um, like, so the Timberwolves, for instance, had a four-straight under streak um, a couple of weeks ago. Now they're in the middle of a six-game over streak. The Spurs, similarly, they had a five-game under streak earlier this year. They've had another three-game under streak earlier, and then right now they're on a three-game under streak. So I think it kind of goes as the season goes, if that makes sense. And, like, you know, especially offensive rating that's a very pretty variable stat that it's going to bounce around. Obviously we'll have a couple teams that separate themselves at the top, you know, Houston, Milwaukee, et cetera. But like, I feel like teams sort of click in and out of uh, funks throughout the year. So being able to kind of try to identify those and, and hop on trends can be, a, can be a good way to take advantage of just looking at the rankings. Like you said. Yeah. It's interesting that you, brought that up because I was going to get into this. I had found an article on oddshark.com uh, written by Joe Osborne, who's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, great also, Twitter follow. Yeah. And uh, he wrote this last year, but totally still applies. And he was talking specifically about betting over-unders and looking at trends. And he says the thing to do is to find any kind of trend like what just what you were talking about with you know six games going under or six games going over and then determine the average combined score of those games for the trending team and then look at the projected total and if it's if the discrepancy is of at least 15 points that's a must bet does that make sense to you yeah yeah no i i i got it um yeah, I think that's that. That's like the logic definitely sounds sounds straight. Um, I mean, that's a lot of just looking at numbers, but I mean, I feel like I mean, he claims that that strategy has worked gangbusters for him. Okay, well, um, I'm about to get on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think they're obviously like for anyone who follows the NBA closely, like you know, teams sort of go in and out of funks, and something will click for a few games, then maybe either it stops working or the books caught up to the number and then, you know, they'll start trending under for a little bit. Um, so kind of having that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep saying this throughout the year, I'm sure. But like having a pulse on every game every day, if you just, you know, wake up when you get to the office and like check ATS, check total and just like kind of have a feel for, you know, 
how did this team play last night? That can be valuable as you, you know, look to bet the board yourself later that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you DFS players out there as well, these are things you should be looking at anyway. Uh, you know, cause, because game totals are one of the game totals and pace are one of the best ways to pick your players. And if you're seeing that these uh, teams or players are getting streaky in one direction, you can be ahead of the curve, uh, you know, beating the DraftKings pricing if, uh, or at least early on. Yeah. And then, and, and it's another one I want to throw out. Cause I thought this was probably the best nugget that I got. Um, so I just looked at like, the top over teams and the top under teams. Um, I did, I did top five. So the top five teams to the over are now a combined 40 and 23 to the over off a loss. And the top five teams to the under are 45 and 20, um, to the under off a loss. So obviously that's kind of a chicken or the egg, like, yeah. uh, type situation, but, and, and it's a small sample size for what teams are the top uh, over and under teams. But, um, you know, like the teams that kind of look like they're trending in that direction off a loss, they've kind of been at their bread and butter. So that's just one thing I thought I thought was interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Did you have anything else for totals before we get into uh, games we want to preview this week? Not really. Um, I mean, I, I like I'm sure that that this is the kind of thing where having a, a model in front of you and running some sort of numbers can help a lot. Um, so shout out to all those that are doing it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we have, uh, we definitely have some guys on our Slack and, and, um, writing for our site that have, uh, been doing some new models and, uh, one new guy we have, uh, kicking around, uh, John Jackson, he's been looking at, uh, trying I to saw that. Uh, do some models. So, uh, when he perfects that, we will be sure to share it on the site and talk about it on, uh, the podcast as well. So when you were looking at uh, these games this week, what stuck out to you as something you might want to target? Yeah, um, there's one game that I really, really like this week, and I think uh, we'll, we'll see what, what you have. Um, but Wednesday night, um, Orlando at Denver. Okay. Um, that jumped out to me right away. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, I'm kind of a secondary Nuggets fan. Um, so... I really think this team's about to turn the corner. Jokic has looked like a completely different guy the last, you know, six or seven games and whatever funk he was in. And that's going to be a great story. Whoever gets to write it. Um, it's, <laughs> I think it's, he's probably it's, tired of people calling him out of shape. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think it, it's something bigger. Like he, he's out of shape, but he's always been able to, he, he's been out of shape before in his career. I, I feel like it's like, you know, some one of those like broke up with girlfriend or something, that type of scenario. Yeah. Um, Cause he was really in a funk and then behaving weirdly too. Um, he's played much better. Energy and body language have been much better. Now they, they, they just had a rough road trip, but came back and have uh, defended home so far on this homestand last two games, uh, outright wins. They played last night, which is Sunday. They won't play again until this game Wednesday. Um, Great rest. So, they're going to be nice and rested and uh, get both Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap back healthy, um, who had been questionable over the weekend. Meanwhile, Orlando, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay on this team. I'm not, I'm not, not necessarily a straight-up fade of Orlando, but they will have been playing their third game in four nights, and they're on the dreaded mountain time back-to-back. 
in that spot. Um, so, yeah, they played last night also. Then they play Tuesday night late in Utah and then 24 hours later in Denver. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I should well already know this, but is Vucevic is back, right? Or he's yeah, all, he's back. He's back. He, he just he, came back, right? He just came back, and he looks okay. Um, and they're, I think, a game under 500. Um, but yeah, I mean, Denver is an elite defensive team, and and, and that I think is going to help highlight some of the misgivings of the Orlando offense. It, it it should be easy for them to mismatch with putting Millsap on Vucevic if if he's eating. So. I just immediately circled that spot for Denver during this homestand is going to be a play on team for me. Um, plus a huge rest discrepancy um, plus a good matchup. So that was, the, that was the first uh, game I circled right away. And there might even be good value on jumping on the opener there because of the potentially questionable status of Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap. Got it. Got it. Well, I have a I uh, I didn't have that game on my list, but I think that's a great call. But I do the first game I have is also on Wednesday night, Miami Heat at the Seventy Sixers. Uh, this is uh, I mean I hate to do this narrative, but if it works for anybody, the revenge game for Jimmy Butler. I mean, of all the guys, I feel like uh, he's a guy who will actually come and and bring his highest game to something like this. And Miami Heat is the number one team, we already mentioned this, uh, against the spread, against the spread for the year. So they're not as good against the spread on the road as they are at home because the strip club factor, which has been a running theme this year. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about Heat versus uh, at the Phil- at Philly? Well, they yeah, they, they played earlier this year in Philly. Yeah. Um, and, and Jimmy Butler did not play great, so... I expect more from it tonight. I'll be interested to see what this line opens up. Probably somewhere in like the five or six range, I, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like this team, Miami team a lot. Um, so I, I, I probably see myself, myself in Miami there too. I've just been finding myself watching a lot more of them. And the more I watch them, the more I like them. They just seem to really come together as a complete unit right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, i don't shout out Duncan Robinson, pro blue. Yeah, um, I mean, he's absolute. He's a goat. So it's crazy. When, it's like when uh, I mean, he or Hero will get really hot. What was, what was it like? Duncan had what ten uh, three pointers the other night. Yeah, like, no, it's my, just insane. Like yeah. if you have guys coming in and able to get hot like that for you, like you, you just never know what, who's going to go off on a given night, and that's that makes a really dangerous team. Yeah, it's actually funny. What got me my what what I sent to Christian Pina to be my first like or whatever when I was like trying out or reaching out to, to write for SGP. I said I interviewed Duncan Robinson. Oh, really? When I was, when I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been rooting him for 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 him forever. Uh, how was he as a as a interview? He was a, he was a great guy. Well, I, I'm a huge Michigan fan, and my family is a huge Michigan fan, so it was it was cool. I flew out to. Flew out to Michigan, stayed with my grandparents, and got to interview Duncan. And he was a really gracious guy, so it was cool. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, okay, you have another game you want to highlight? Yeah, I had one more. I wanted to talk about this Lakers-Bucks game on Thursday. And I, I want, what do you think the opener is going to be on this game? Because I, I, I think the Lakers are the better team. Obviously, Milwaukee should be favored, I think, though. Yeah, because they're at home. They're at home, yeah. 
I, I, I was thinking like Milwaukee minus two and a half, Milwaukee minus three, something like I that. Was, I was just going to say three. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't want to, I'd be surprised if it was higher than three. Yeah. Um, but that I'm, that's going to be an unbelievable game. I, I hope that everyone plays. I just feel like this Laker team is somewhat of a juggernaut right now. Obviously, the Bucks are too. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're both playing incredibly well. The Bucks have been just so impressive. I mean, it's mainly the Giannis has just been so impressive. Like, it doesn't matter who's been on the floor with them. I mean, you know, they lost pieces last year. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez gets cold. Uh, Middleton has been on and off the floor, and it just doesn't seem to matter. They just win all the time. Yeah, they're they're I'm they're start tipping off in six minutes. I like I like the Bucks tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that game just from a matchup perspective. I'll be interested to see if AD or if LeBron guards Giannis um, to start the game. So that that should be a, that should be a great matchup Thursday. And and I, I will be probably betting the Lakers, but not much substantiation to that until I see the line. Yeah, depending on the line, um, but it's definitely a game I want to put some money on and watch. Yes. Um, okay, the last game that I have, uh, no surprise because it's a Phoenix Suns game. I'm from Phoenix, so yes, uh, I've been watching a ton of them. And on Friday, uh, the Suns go play the Oklahoma City Thunder. And this will be Aiton's second game back. So, and I feel like uh, Booker will have uh, kind of recovery from the hand injury he's got. Like Yeah, that thing. was weird. Uh, but they're saying he's probable for tonight, I believe. So he should be back by Friday. Um, the Suns still have been great against the spread, although they've struggled overall. They've been playing their games close. And I see them being really pumped with Aiton back. I could really see them going in. And uh, depending... I, I I think there's a good chance that uh, the Thunder are favored. Am I right? Yeah. No, definitely. That was, That's so, that, that in OKC? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Been, so they'll be favored by th- favored, yeah. three points, a couple points. So I'll take the points in the Suns. I like that. So Aiden's back this week? He is back uh, tomorrow. Well, it'll be tonight, Tuesday night. Well, this will drop on Tuesday. So he's just coming back against the Clippers. Okay. All right, I'm a, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I'm a, I'm a DeAndre Ayton fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm see, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, he, he we have only gotten to see one game from him this year, so you know can't take too much from that. But his defense looks amazing, so I'm really want to see him go up uh, and play against Stephen Adams and see how he does. Yeah, I was gonna see good to see him get back on the night that uh, Josh Gordon. Now it goes back to suspension for smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Giving you take. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for talking. Uh, did you have anything else you want to throw out? No, this, this, is, this is great. Uh, perfect. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter um, at NBA, uh, like the league, Zach B. Um, and I'm always interacting with the uh, SGP account. So just look out for me and uh, daily picks. And then we'll be doing the, uh, I'm in the middle of final exams right now, but we'll have the props column back up this week. So 
looking forward to it. Right, and you'll be doing, uh, you're going to do some props picks for... Uh, this week, yeah. And Chris, we talked about you doing some uh, picks for the yep. Christmas games as well. And Christmas Day, and so that'll be a nice... I feel like Christmas Day is around a time when NBA starts really ramping up. Exactly. Um, so that it should be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I know we have a ton of football stuff, but uh, that's dying down. Um, so should be fun. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.